This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's all MCU and Star Wars as we review the Loki Season 2 premiere and the Ahsoka Season 1 finale. Geek boner! Plus updates for the Fantastic Four movie, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, Daredevil Born Again, and What If Season 2 Marvel Disney Plus shows, and more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, October 9th, 2023. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, what is happening, listener? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock! He's Nerd! And joining us, a fella who looks like he's uh, simultaneously dying and being born. (laughs) <laughs> All at the same time, we call him Tang the Conqueror because he's orange and sweet, also known as Rug Boy. Hi, Rugs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How's that work? It's me. I Yeah. What is the name of that fucking place in outer space where fucking Loki is at? The TVA? The TVA. The time slipping yeah. up in the TVA or you're just slipping on some gooey stuff on the floor? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to get my shit together. All my stuffing's coming out. It's coming <laughs> in. I don't know what to do. I don't know about time slipping, but back in the day in, in Times Square when there was those uh, all the porn shows, you were slipping outside in the street. They just walked by for other reasons, for other reasons. entirely. It wasn't yeah. time slipping? It was just slipping. Him and Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, we were hanging out. <laughs> See, Anthony being a Pee Wee. Forty Second Street. I've, I've taught you well. And now that's a there. Disney store. Isn't that yeah. weird? Isn't that fun? <laughs> all the places that me and Pee Wee Herman have jerked off in are now They're all... places where you bring your kids yes. to buy uh, dolls. Yeah. Now it's an American girl store. Isn't that strange? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh-huh. enough reminiscing about dirty New York. I miss Very it. gross. I miss with what we're talking about here. But uh, <laughs> that's what you signed up for. It is. Who, who signed up for this? I didn't sign up for this. Anyways, uh, let's get going, fellas. We got a lot of fun MCU Star Wars stuff to discuss. Let's do it. The Jock and Ned Podcast. We're going to talk about said time slipper Loki in just a little bit. Season two has begun. But first, still, let's do a little quick Hollywood strike update. Writer strike is over. Uh, Here's a funny little anecdote post story with the writer strike. Remember we talked about Drew Barrymore and how uh, she tried. She said she was going to come back and she got a bunch of shit and then she decided not to come back. And then she just had to wait like two weeks because then the strike ended. Well, now that the strike has ended, the three WGA writers on her show have decided uh, not to come back to the show. They have refused their which And to that, I say <laughs> all she had to do is like wait two weeks and it would have settled. But I just karma's a bitch sometimes. Uh, that's the only update about that. SAG, meanwhile, <laughs> actor SAG after us still on strike. 87 days. They've been meeting. Apparently, they were meeting today. They're in negotiations. So there it is. That's all I got. And I hope SAG ends soon because there's a lot of uh, stuff that needs to be announced. And they're waiting on the SAG strike to end. For example, 
director Matt Shackman, who is directing MCU Fantastic Four, has told Collider, we have our cast. And I can't reveal it until the SAG strike is over. Oh, shit. That's exciting. We're at, at, hopefully we will find out soon. Um, the current rumors still stand at Adam Driver, Jake Gyllenhaal, or Matt Smith for Reed Richards, while Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, apparently are locked in for Sue Storm and Johnny Storm, and Ivan Moss Bacharach may be Ben Grimm. Right. Uh, he also said uh, it's going to be unlike anything you've seen before, certainly unlike anything at Marvel you've seen before. Yeah, like accurate casting. Yes. Like, I'm like, uh, we've never seen that before. Comic <laughs> <laughs> accurate casting. Yeah, they never do that. Uh, Anthony, uh, let me ask you. Adam Driver, Jake Gyllenhaal, Matt Smith. You have to pick who plays Reed. Which one of these guys would you lean towards? Adam Driver, Matt Smith. Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, I'm not going Jake Gyllenhaal. Because really? He's already in the, no, well, I mean. No, I, I I still don't. I don't think you should be. He was already Mysterio. So you got you Mysterio, uh, Kylo Ren, and uh, Game of Thrones, dude, and other things. Matt Smith or Adam Driver? I'm going with. You know what? I'd go Matt Smith. Really? That's the one yeah. I would not pick because he just uh, pull up a picture of him. He looks like he should always be playing a bad guy. I know. That's why. That's why. <laughs> I think it'd be a, f- a fun choice. Rugs, who would you uh, hire for this role? I would go with the very wide Adam Driver. Yeah, so Adam Driver <laughs> has a very, yes, wide face there. That photo, no, that photo from when he was uh, had his shirt off in The uh, uh, Last Jedi. You ever see that? Like how wide he is yeah. in that photo? <laughs> He's a big dude, so stature-wise. I don't even know. I think it's a camera lens thing. There's like It looks it's awkwardly just distortion. wide. If, yeah. if you look at some Matt Smith side-by-side yeah. Reed Richards. Oh. There's a little bit there. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I was, see, I was, Matt Smith was my number three, and I was going to put Hall as number one, even though he is Mysterio. Just cause, I just want to be a fan of casting the same guy to do uh, Yeah, that's role. the thing. It, then it gets confusing. So you know what, Matt Smith, the the thing that makes him look weird is that he has no eyebrows or they're just blonde so it looks like he has no eyebrows yeah so he's gotta just put some eyebrows in there okay, and then- i see some of these side by sides i can i guess i can kind of see he's a really good actor i guess i could kind of see just it. put the eyebrows on him yeah just That's paint it. in you just gotta paint in some eyebrows yeah that's the thing is like adam driver is so kylo ren and gyllenhaal has played a bunch of different roles but it, it, he's mysterio you can't double dip in the same universe like imagine him with very thick, bushy eyebrows. Now, <laughs> I like Can Adam Driver do too. Don't get me wrong. I like actually all three. Yeah, I like all three as actors. It's just like the Jake Gyllenhaal. I would love Jake Gyllenhaal. Probably would have been my number one. He's a Roadhouse but, reboot guy. Also, let's not forget. I don't know if he'll be <laughs> Dal- yeah, Mysterio be Dal- thing. Dalton. But actually, you know what? I'm out on Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. He's also a little too good looking to yeah. be Reed-, Reed Richards. Doesn't need to be this good looking guy. Okay. Okay. They all three have he something to He needs to, to look like he does some science. Yeah. Well, Matt Smith definitely has science face. I'll, tell, I'll give him that much. <laughs> Somebody scienced all over his face. That's what he looks yes. like. He was made yes. by science. So all three of them do all, uh, you know, the whole cast here is if this comes out and this is it, the rumors, this is a pretty good cast. I would not be mad 
Who who was uh, Human Torch? John? Uh, Joseph Quinn. He was in Stranger Things season four playing Metallica. Was it on top of a in the upside down? Okay. Uh, see that. Yeah. And then the Baskarat? Eben Ebon Moss Baccarat. E-B-O-N Moss Baccarat. He's from oh. the bear and he was an Andor. And he's kind of a tall guy. I could see. We don't him. need to be. I think they. I think they'd probably do a motion cap. Yeah, it's, right? I mean, I don't know how much you're going to see of Moss Bacharach as himself before he become. But his face will be there, kind of like She Hulk. Hopefully, it's better than She Hulk. Vanessa Kirby, yeah, though, they're, they're all like. You know, it's it's all. I mean, Kirby and uh, whoever they cast for yeah. Reed are all in their mid to late thirties. Bacharach, or whatever the hell his name is, Ebon Moss, <laughs> in his mid forties. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the other dude. Joseph Smith is 29. So that kind of plays. I love Vanessa Kirby. I'll be excited if she got the Sue Storm. I think she'd be great. Okay, listener, let us know what you think. You can join this conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd! It's a closed exclusive group just for you, listener. We're all in there. Lots of fun. Chop it up, as the kids say. Eek out. There's spoiler threads. Okay, the other thing that seems to be happening, I don't know it's because if the writer's strike is over, but a lot of these uh, copyright filings are coming out for TV shows. So we have some news since we're going to talk about Loki. Let's talk about MCU Disney Plus shows upcoming. Let's start with the one nobody really wants. Maybe the Agatha uh, Darkhold Diaries, Covenant Chaos, whatever the fuck it's called. This copyright listing t- has a synopsis. Okay, so now we kind of know what's going to happen. It says, quote, in the first episode, we see Agatha Harkness finally break out of a spell she has been trapped in. She can't wait to go back to her old murderous ways, only to find that she is powerless. The only way forward for her is to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help of an unlikely friend or two. Aubrey Plaza also cast in this, which I think is perfect. I love her. Uh, What do you guys think? Does this do anything? Could one of these friends be Ralph Boner? I say bring back Ralph Boner. Absolutely. We need more Boner. Uh, when WandaVision was on, we thought it was going to have implications to bring the X-Men forward or something like that, House of M. Right. And that's what was really the 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 conjecture for the interest in the mystery of that show. And Agatha's character became interesting because she might have been a part of that. But now that we know that it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that didn't pan out so much. No one's going to give two shits about Agatha Harkness at all. Uh, Remember where we left her off in WandaVision, Wanda trapped her in the spell, right? So sounds like she's going to get out. And uh, what do you think, uh, Anthony? You excited? Possibly the return of one of the kids helping her out. That's the other speculation, Billy. I saw that. Billy Maximoff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really all that excited about this show. Quick spoiler. Oh, shit. Hold on. Spoiler alert. I'm a little little more enthused after seeing the first episode of Loki, but, oh. you know, we'll, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah. Um, I think the plot synopsis for the first episode is kind of strange. Yeah. In that the last time we saw her, she was trapped in the spell. Yeah. And then the first, next time we see her, she's not trapped in the spell. Wouldn't you want to kind of play that out a little bit? I, I don't know. So it does make it seem like she's going to break out of the spell like in the very first episode. Right. You know, they say finally break out of the spell, but it's not like we've seen the character 
since that episode, yeah. since the WandaVision. So to say finally, <laughs> it was like, well, we wanted to talk to you, but you were busy in the spell. <laughs> <laughs> finally, I it seems like they're, they're undoing what they did in the other thing for no re- other than or just for the fact that they needed to create a show around this character. I feel like it's a missed opportunity to do like one of those one shots like Werewolf by Night and do it a Halloween episode. Oh yeah. She's a witch. She could yeah, do contra magic. That would, be, that would make that would seem to make sense, right? So that's why Marvel's not going to do it. They're, yeah. they're going to put out Werewolf by Night in color re-release around Halloween on Disney Plus. Which is I don't know, that's kind of fun. But I like it in black and white. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Yeah, I mean the color thing's cool, but I would definitely I think the Agatha thing would have made sense as a next Halloween special. Oh, yeah, but this isn't coming out until uh, a year from now, next September 2024. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. A lot, so a lot of these... Wow. A lot of these... Co- wow. Wow. He's, he'll be with us soon. <laughs> a lot of these corporate filings have revealed, like, the new dates. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This one, I think we are a little bit more excited. Daredevil, Born Again. Also, same thing, corporate co- uh, copyright filing. It's not coming out. Uh, till I think this one got pushed back to 2025 January, according to the copyright filing. This one also has a synopsis. This says Marvel Studios presents Daredevil, in which longtime rivals Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk try to leave behind their darker alter egos to serve the people of New York, only to have their past catch up to them. In the first episode of the series, we are reintroduced to the world of Daredevil. So I read some other kind of uh, speculation about this and how uh, you, we might see a lot of Matt Murdock just trying to actually lawyer and be a lawyer and will and Fisk uh, become mayor of New York City, possibly. So they're trying to like be legit, but then they're going to get dragged back. We know John Bernthal's returning as the Punisher. That's exciting. How is he involved? Uh, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, is in this. Playing a character uh, called Blade uh, that isn't from the comics, but may have Daniel Blade may have oh. a comic book counterpart. Daniel Blade. Daniel Blade. Uh, he was. Did you guys have you ever watched that? The Saints of New York. It was the prequel Sopranos. He played. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he was all right. He wasn't bad in that as young uh, Gandolfini as young Sopr- Tony Soprano. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that reaction says it all. I wasn't like, holy shit, this guy should be in every movie. I was, you know, it was just like, he's all right. It's all. Uh, this one also, 18 episodes. Anthony, comment again. This is until January of 2025. 2025, baby. To, they had to shut down filming with the strike and stuff, but this is one of the shows right. that's going to get up and running right away once it ends. I mean, the plot line, yeah, you know, sure. Leaving behind the darker alter egos and having to catch up, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, they have a high bar to hit. So, is this what you wanted from this series? Like when you when you read the synopsis, where you're like, "That's what I've been waiting for." I don't know about that. No, I don't really know what I'm waiting <laughs> no. for with this. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not the greatest synopsis. Yeah, I'm not like super confident in what Marvel can do with Daredevil. The things they have going for it are it's it's 18 episodes, so maybe maybe because it's longer, 
But the synopsis makes me think we're, we're not going to see Daredevil in the suit as much. If we might see more Matt Murdock being a lawyer than Daredevil in the suit. With 18 episodes, you don't need to see him in the suit That's true. as much. Yeah. All right. So in, in the Marvel series, they've done curse words. They've done violence. They could, there's no reason they, they have to like scale it or, or be like, it's the violent past. Like, just edit it in a way where it's PG-13. It's like, you don't have to, like, uh, make this grand gesture that it's a different series. Like, you could just kind of just do the same thing and work in those parameters. I don't know. I feel like just them announcing that they're going to try to, like, make it clean up their their images. Reintroduce like, to the world of Daredevil. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the dichotomy. Well, we've seen these characters, all, you know, in the MCU now. Same actors, Charlie Cox, D'Onofrio. Hopefully, they make it dark. I guess there's a Chip Zdarsky run that they are going to be inspired by, as well as uh, Born Again itself. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we get better. I mean, the the both of those characters inhabit those roles pretty well, but I didn't necessarily love the writing for either of them. So hopefully, we get closer to the Netflix versions than we have. Yeah. In the- Disney Plus versions. But it's Disney. You know it's going to get watered fucking down. You know, hopefully hopefully this time away has made them look at the right. look at some of their mistakes and maybe they reevaluated. I mean, if, yeah. if you if you can't after the what after seeing Secret Invasion and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I, I, you'd have to be a fool not to look at that stuff and go be this this can't keep happening. It's getting a little soft around the edges. I mean, maybe like they are rated up for the Deadpool three and that re- it's going to be really interesting to see how, how far they're going to push that. If that's going to be like the, the Fox Deadpool. Yeah, we'll see it as Disney. They like to Disney it up all over the place. Okay. Last show I want to discuss is the next Disney plus Marvel show. We're getting after Loki. It's what if season two animated It's coming out December this year. Uh, the official titles of the episodes have been revealed i'm gonna read them all i want to know which of these give you geek boner floppy jock if you're looking forward to them i love the comics they push you know the comics really push the alternate reality and the crazy things you could do let's see if they're doing the same thing here okay episode one is titled what if nebula joined the nova Corps?" okay Episode two, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? Episode three, what if Kahori reshaped the world? Episode four, what if Hela found the Ten Rings? Episode five, what if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? Episode six is what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Episode eight, oh, seven. Oh, these are, I'm missing one. Whatever. What if <laughs> Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? The next one is what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? And finally, what if Strange Supreme intervened? Uh, I'm trying to figure out which one you missed. So here's the thing. There have been different. Yeah, fi- there's been different. Um, There's been rumors and different titles, and I think I got confused. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Not, no, no, there's only nine oh. episodes. It's misnumbered. I read nine. So did you read it right? I think so. There's different this there's different versions everywhere. We're gonna go with oh. this because you can you can kind of figure out what's gonna happen based on some of the rumors. I'm titles. looking at the article you linked and it doesn't have these. Yeah, titles. well that was before 
Or that, yeah, that was like a month ago, and then they came out. Like, you got to find a new article. But oh, I put in okay. the old article. Okay, all right, all right. So that's what Whatever. happened a month ago. There was like rumors of this might be the episode, and then somebody found the actual episode titles. Got it. Is there any of these that like ring like, oh, I want to see that? What if uh, I like the what ifs the Avengers assembled in 1602? Just because that seems fun. That's based off a uh, Neil Gaiman limited series he wrote for Marvel that takes place uh, in sixteen oh two. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. What if Iron Man crashed in the Grandmaster? That'll probably be a goofy ass episode. Isn't the Grandmaster the character played by Jeff Goldblum? That's Goldblum. Go- yeah, yeah, Goldblum. What if Hela found the Ten Rings? That might be interesting. That could be interesting. That might be Odin and Hela fighting Wenwu. Uh, some, uh, yeah, sure. There's some stuff here i will have to say overall i thought i just feel like they could push it more seems a little bit i don't know yeah it seems like they're they're not utilizing it like these aren't the first 10 things you would think of right you know you i feel like they can have more fun with it and they're not it does at least by the title. Are these are these reflecting actual comics that have come out? Or is I don't think so. Shit? So they're doing things that like they've so they're doing things they established for, like the Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper. That's going to be the sequel from the first season's Captain Carter episode. Um, there the Kahori. What if Kahori reshaped the world? That might be. What if the Tesseract landed in this Howden Sauni Confederacy before the colonization of America? And they will introduce a new hero called Kahori. Hmm. The what if Peter Quill attacked Earth, Earth's Mightiest Heroes? Maybe what if Yandu actually delivered Star-Lord to Ego like he was supposed to? That could be interesting. They should do something like uh, what if Tony Stark wanted to kill off half the universe? Yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know. Right, or Yeah. What if Flash Thompson became Spider-Man? That was one of my favorite. That's in the comics. That was one of my favorite. What if Flash yeah. became Spider-Man and Peter did? Yeah, Peter Penis Parker. I am excited about Strange Supreme uh, returning his name there because that was probably my favorite episode from season one was the fucking Strange Supreme episode. It was dark and heartbreaking. Yeah, that would be good. That's a good one. Nebula joining the Nova Corps apparently will have Korg at Meek, Nova Prime, Yon rog and Howard the Duck. That could be fun, like the one last season with the Guardians and stuff. In yeah, it. I mean, these episodes last year, some were good, some were all right. You know, just kind of a mixed bag. So I'm assuming this year will be kind of the same. Happy Hogan Save Christmas. When When is that? What is that? When did he not save Christmas? Was yeah. that in one of the movies? I don't remember. Is that a play on something? I don't know. I don't know. Is it, what's it Spider-Man? I don't know. Well, it was in the Iron Man three a oh, that uh, one? That's movie. right. That one may be a, a alternate Iron Man three. Happy Hogan Save Christmas. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. But that's coming out December again. I wish. Yeah, I wish they were a little bit crazier. But I could see what they're kind of doing. They're kind of like testing Captain Carter. We saw her live action. Saw her in animation first. Uh, so I don't know. They can have some more fun with it. All right, that's it for the news. Let us quickly move on. To our first Disney Plus TV review, uh, it is Loki Season 2, Episode 1. It has premiered. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one dropped on, uh, I don't know if he's coming out Friday or Thursday. Like, it dropped at Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Like, I was sitting there. I just turned it on, and it just, like, came on, like, right at 8 p.m. 
apparently uh, Disney Plus saying the viewer numbers were pretty good. Season two premiere, they're saying uh, racked up 10.9 million views mm. in its first three days. That's a lot. It is also the second most watched premiere of a Disney Plus series this year, only behind Mandalorian season three opener. And it compares uh, Star Wars Ahsoka debuted to 14 million views over five days. Loki gets 10 million over three days. So, yeah, pretty strong start. I think people are really into it. Uh, Anthony, do you want to remind us where the hell did the last season end of Loki? Yeah, sure. The uh, Lokis, female and male, Sylvie. got to the end of time and had a decision make to make as they had met the man who's called the He Who Remains, also an alternate of Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. And they had a choice to make. Kang was waiting for them, or excuse me, the, man, the He Who Remains was waiting for them. They could continue pruning the universe and... They would, he would have passed that mantle over to the Lokis and they could continue doing his work or they could kill him and set off a chain reaction of all these alternate timelines creating and maybe something worse in the future happening with all his variants waging war on each other in a multiversal war. And a female Loki, despite male Loki's protests, kills Kang and basically... Um, Sets off all these multiverses, these branch timelines from occurring. And then Loki is kicked into the past. And that's where we start off. Well, or, yeah. Or we, excuse me. He's, we don't know that he was kicked into the past, but we find that out on this episode. He's kicked into a, the past where he is seeing uh, Kang the Conqueror, his face all over the TVA rather than the, whoever the fuck was imposter running the TVA. It was presented as if possibly he was in a branch timeline and now Kang right. was in charge, but they uh, fucking retcon that real quick right in the beginning. Right. Uh, and Which it, was, I actually liked that because it made it easier for me to follow. Yeah, because otherwise it could have got crazy and he uh, begins time slipping back and forth. Uh, is Okay, let's start here. It starts right where, where it left off, but before we get into some of the details... Uh, after Secret Invasion, Anthony, uh, yes. is the MCU TV on Disney Plus? Is it back? Did they deliver? For one episode, they did all right, in my opinion. Okay, I good. I like the the dynamic with Loki and uh, Morbius, Mobius, and the new character played by Ki Hui Kwan. Oh, Aurora Boris, Obi, Aurora Boris, Obi. Yeah, I like their dynamic. I like that it's. There's still this kind of this quirky show, but I enjoy also there's a uh, whoever's directing it has a really good sense of vision and production design and shooting things that like it doesn't look it doesn't look like stock Marvel. Yeah, there's some pretty good shots of different things, wide shots and um, camera following them at certain points. So interesting visual design. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I, I have a. We we don't really know where things are going, so I think overall, I I, I it was a fun forty seven minutes or whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, I I liked it. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Four of the it's six episodes. Four of the six episodes. This one included, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who worked on Moon Knight. They were directors on Moon Knight. And uh, yeah, I will the, don't say that. What? <laughs> it's true. What? That's a good show. <laughs> I enjoyed this show. It's all right. 
<laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, and, um, and it's mostly written by Eric Martin, but the direction was great. The production design, phenomenal. It looked great. Uh, Ruggs, what about you? Did you have a good time with episode one? Even though reviewers got four episodes, we just get this one. Right. Um, to be honest, I fell asleep oh, watching shit. it the oh, first time shit. around. Oh, okay. Which, I don't know if that's good or bad or if I'm just tired when I'm watching it, but <laughs> uh, I did fall asleep, and then I ended up watching it uh, the second time, and I got through the whole thing, and I thought it was it was cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm interested in where this is going. I like that little, um, uh, that little, like, uh, your skin's gonna peel off. Yes, I don't want my skin to peel to off. Do, and how they like they did the time stuff. Where like, oh, I need you to invent this thing. Okay, and then it's there. Like it's like very like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy it was so type Bill shit. Bill and Ted too. Yeah, it's like I'll leave Ted. this here now, and it'll be there when we get back in the future. Yeah, that was fun. So it was funny, and uh, I liked how he ended up flying in and knocking him through the door like at the last minute. Oh my God, second. that was great. I didn't think they were going to, he was going to make it. I was like, what the fuck? The door's closing. There's no the, way you're making it back. The tension at the end of the episode was actually pretty good. I over, Overall, I thought it was fine. It was good. I liked Loki the first time around, so I'm hoping that it continues to be good. So uh, I, fe- I feel like, okay, it's, it's starting off on a good foot. We don't know if it's going to like, I'm trying to figure out what they're what they want to do. Like the the TVA doesn't want to prune anything anymore. There's a couple of them that do. Right, right. So, what's the goal now? Like, it's it's already like, like who are they trying to stop? It sounded like um, well, there there is a, a sect of the TVA that wants to maybe do set things back, but they're. They're after Loki or the female Loki. Sylvie for answers. Yeah. Yeah. For what happened here. Because nobody knows that she actually killed him. But they see the branch timelines. They don't even know that he who remains was a person. And who who do you think hit Loki with the uh, the the baton oh at the at the at the end like you said that whole sequence was great where he's got a timer and it goes off and he time slips into the future right before the plan goes off. And then he gets pruned on my bet. I bet it was him is another instance of him from the future or something that knew he Wait, had recap to do this. that. I must have fucking forgot. What so happened. at what, the what happened? remember. OK, so the whole thing is uh, they need a temporal oral extractor and then he's got to go into the temporal loom Mobius yeah. while Loki has to prune himself at the same time to extract right. him. So. Uh, Mobius is there and he shoots the thing in there, but then Loki time slips to the future. He can't find a pruning stick. He's looking. Right. There's a phone ringing. He sees Sylvie coming out of the elevator and she's like, right. there you are. And then somebody from behind prunes him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he flies back at Mobius, knocking them both back into uh, just as the blast doors close. But in the future, you notice the blast doors are already closed uh, and the shit has already happened. So somebody pruned him, and I'm I'm gonna I'm willing to bet it was a, another look. It was him. It was him. Hmm. Well, they they can have some fun with this because they're playing in the past, the present, and the future. Yeah. Where they can yep. you can if you if they if they're clever enough with the writing and the design, where you can see maybe some little clues in the past or the present or the future that will you know hint at what what's going on. 
No, it was really well. It was they uh, explained it well, and even with the crack in the floor, then when he realizes, oh, I'm, I'm I was in the past. That crack's been there. Uh, the right. fact that all the the statues have been covered up, and he reveals them, and he's like, "That's who I saw." So there's that one conflict that he's coming. Loki's trying to tell everyone he's coming, but meanwhile, the TVA, their whole world is upended. They're, they right. they they just found out their variants, and they had lives, and everyone's been mind wiped except for Ob. Who remembers that Mobius visited him like four hundred years ago, which is odd. Uh, but I love that I love that Mobius is trying to play it off like him and Obi are friends. He's like, how, how are the other people? He's like, what other people? Like, There's nobody else down here, <laughs> and no one ever talked to him. <laughs> Poor Obi. Even is trying to introduce him. He's like Loki. This is, and he's trying to. He doesn't know his name, yeah. so he's like, Yeah, I like that know. move. <laughs> you get, that's how you get Ouroboros. Yeah. <laughs> I I just love the. I already liked the first season of Loki, yeah. the dynamic between Loki and uh, Morbi- Mobius. Yeah. Morbius. Mobius. Mobius. But throwing in Obi. Yeah. And that that uh, uh, Indiana Jones, that's a grown up vibe. Jay who he kind of. Yeah. He's so. He's, I, I have no way to describe him other than he's such a cute character. He's adorable. And he's just, I, yeah. I you know, he was short round, but then he plays a similar role that he did in Goonies. He was Data. In uh, Goonies, who was like the tech guy, and he's mm-hmm. kind of like the tech guy here in the repairs department uh, that nobody goes to. And that, yeah, M- Mobius and Loki, that whole bit about how's it look? He's like, it doesn't look that bad. And then later he's like, oh, it looks like you're dying and being born at the same time. And he goes, I thought you said it didn't look that bad. <laughs> doesn't feel bad. Uh, the temp- skin's going to get ripped off. <laughs> I don't want my skin to peel off. <laughs> he's like, do you know what this is? Yes. Can you stop it? No. Uh, the temporal loom was kind of fun. People noticed the door to that thing looks like the entrance to Cerebro from the X-Men movies. Mm. Also, another tie to the X-Men movies, Kei Hui Khan was a stunt coordinator for 2000's X-Men, apparently. I didn't know that. What the really? hell? Really? Yeah. Why? He, I don't what know. Is he stunt coordinator. He was there. He was the fight coordinator. He was like, he was there teaching. What? He, yeah. <laughs> no, because he, I think he, he's got some skills. He did, maybe. What? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he was. There's Is a- it cause, are you saying that because he's Asian? No, he yes. was the stunt coordinator. <laughs> exactly. He was a fight coordinator. <laughs> Wasn't he in Sidekicks? No, that was Ernie Ray's Jr. Well, he was in everything all at oh, once. Oh, yeah, he was doing fucking... Uh, and he was pretty good doing at martial arts he was doing there. that. Yeah, Danny Pat Kung Fu in there. He was doing that. Yeah, I think he did that, but I'm not sure. Was it him? He did all of his own stunts? Maybe. Hmm. They made it look like he could guess. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he. Um, I enjoyed that this episode just went super sciency. Yeah, fake science, like the temporal, yeah. whatever the fuck, temporal into the thing, and he's got a loom. He's got a yeah. Go to the extractor, and I'm glad that like, because that kind of s- stupid science, a lot of a lot of shows might drag that out for another episode or two where like now he's on this like side mission right and i'm glad they just was like they were like this is stupid science and we're gonna wrap this up in 10 minutes yeah that whole like time slipping thing is done like it was a gag for one episode which is great because it does get annoying but it's also interesting seeing him get pulled in and out of time i mean they could they could have dragged that out for another episode where now he's got to like go in the past or the future and like it it could have been a whole thing and i'm glad they they didn't yeah, I thought it moved pretty well, and uh, I wanted more. It left me wanting more. Also, that interesting bit where he hears the recording between He Who Remains and Ramona. Ramona? Ramona? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, apparently, they did, were close. Did you catch? Did you catch the post credit scene? Yes. What happened in the post credit scene? It's like 1981? 82. Yeah. 82. And Sylvie's in Broxton, Oklahoma. Yep. At a McDonald's. Uh, At a McDonald's, yeah, and and wanting to order everything. She's like, I want to try everything. For for reference, though, Broxton, Oklahoma in the comics is where New Asgard was located. Oh, was it like it was floating above Broxton, Oklahoma? Yeah, they made a point to show the name of the town. That was interesting. Yeah. And I love 80s McDonald's like the nailed the look. I mean, it's a it's it's a legit McDonald's. I think they have like a whole obviously a promotion going where there's like Loki sauce and stuff maybe for your chicken McNuggets. But he's like, we just got these new things called chicken. McNuggets. <laughs> what that tastes like? I don't know. What is Loki sauce? I want to <laughs> dip my nuggets in the Loki sauce. Uh, ask Thor. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we've seen, you know, we saw some uh, images of her working at McDonald's. That could be a lot of fun as the TVA. Send a bunch of people looking for her. Uh, but yeah, where is it going? Does time so time does exist in the TVA? In the TVA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that makes sense, right? Because that was part of the lie. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that time doesn't exist. Yeah. But it looks like obviously it does. If there, you can go into the past yeah. and the future. He's doing it. Yeah. The timekeepers were not real. There's some new people there, some new hunters. Um, and then uh, the other question people are asking is, did they break the MCU time travel rule that they established in Endgame, possibly, where if you make oh, yeah. another choice, it right, it branches off? They kind of, well, but does it? Really? Yeah, you have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics does there because really? they did something in the past yeah. that the present Obi remembers. Right. He's like, I don't know where it is. Oh, wait, I just remembered. It's right <laughs> here. Look. Uh, one temporal yeah, they break. unless they unless you can i'll make the gym i'll make the leap for them the tva is where time exists linearly i would buy that i would buy that that it does <laughs> like time exists but it's different so you can kind of write off that it wouldn't that wouldn't happen there because that's everywhere like, else is is happening all at once right. whereas tva is linear man but there's branch timelines yeah everywhere. It is, that is weird <laughs> yeah uh, overall, though, yeah, I enjoyed the show. I can't wait to see. Apparently, we're going to get probably a good amount of Jonathan Majors. Uh, I have not heard any updates on his situation. Oh, you think? He, he's in a bunch of episodes. I mean, they showed you the Victor Timely thing. His face is fucking everywhere in these statues already. So, like, you hear his voice. That's going to be interesting. I just didn't know they were, they were going to put him in a lot of episodes. Maybe more. There's only six episodes, so a lot is, you know, relative. Okay. relative. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this is getting good reviews. Rotten Tomatoes, I guess they're they've done the four, first four. You said, yeah, yeah. So critics, so eighty eight percent thus oh, far, nice. seven point five rating. I mean, they needed this after that secret invasion and kind of yeah something. So and Loki's I mean, just just the visuals alone yeah. are better. Like Secret Invasion looked like it was supposed to be a globe trotting adventure, and yeah. it never felt like it was that big. Whereas this one. The visuals, there's a, a, a cool, like just the shot of Kihu Kwan all coming with down all that shit behind yeah. him. You know, it just just way more detail, like way more put into this. That room looks great. Uh, you get a little like Fifth Element vibe in the beginning where he jumps into that cab and you see out there what the TVA looks oh, like. Yeah. I was like, I want to go out there more. Oh, they're oh, always yeah. in this one TVA. So, yeah, lots of fun. I liked it. It's a confident show, right? It kind of like the first season set what the tone is, what it is. It knows what it is. 
So I think it came in strong, and I like it. Yeah, I think I think it has the advantage too, yeah. right? You know, of of building off something. All these other Marvel shows, seemingly, have been created just for one season in mind, right? Whereas this is one of the only shows, other than WandaVision, that was made seemingly with episodic TV in mind. Is this the first season too of any of these shows we've gotten? Yeah, right. It is right. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it is. Then the what if will be the next one. Yeah. So I think the story is way too big to do in one. Yeah. So Kang is coming. I do you ever think I kinda also want to see Loki and like Chris Hemsworth Thor reunite at some point. I don't know if we'll ever get that again. Maybe. But that would be nice. Why yeah. not? There's nothing stopping it. That would be nice. Thor after fucking Ragnarok. I don't know what they're gonna do with the the Thor well, he didn't there. just he didn't disappear. He still exists. Yeah, he's, still around. he's still around. All right. Good start, Marvel. It's back a little bit. The TV show something. Is this uh, going to make you look forward to watching it, Anthony? I know we you weren't really feeling that for these last couple of shows. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know that I'll get back to. I'm not back to the point where I'm watching, dropping everything I'm doing and watching Marvel releases like I was when WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier would come out. Yeah. But I'm not as ambivalent as I was for like Secret Invasion. So yeah, if what they you said Thursday or Friday? I think these maybe come out Thursday at eight p.m. Now Thursday, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah Thursdays because the, 8 p.m. nine p.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, fucking great because it's so much smarter. They used to put it out at like midnight, midnight Pacific time. What? Yeah. Who's what, you're getting no viewers now? It's like prime time. This may be a thing where I'm I will watch it as soon as it drops. Now I might be back. Yeah, that's in. actually a smart idea. It's a way more, and everybody can watch it at once, one evening, and now by the next day, everybody's talking about it instead of, it was always weird that first day the thing came out. Right. Because people had already posted stories about it, and you're like, I just fucking woke up. What the fuck? I didn't even get a chance to watch it. Got spoiled. That is highly annoying. Right? Rugs, are you back in? Is this appointment viewing for you, or how do you feel now? No. No? Okay. <laughs> it's only six episodes, so. I'll watch it. I watched the other one with fucking... Nick Fury, I'll watch this one, right. but I He's might like it. If it, yeah, if it ends up turning around and it's great, you know, I'll I'll let you know. He'll let us know if it doesn't end up turning around. Oh, that for sure. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, we'll take a break right here, play some promos, come back, talk about the season one finale of Ahsoka on Disney Plus right after this. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network. For all things Marvel, there is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. 
Assemble. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Doc Nerd. Listener, if you enjoy the show, make sure you check out our Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! Why is it so great, Rugs? Because you send nudes. Uh, is that true? Is that it's a, no? If you if you uh, you know if you pledge That's high, a enough, real specific tier. Like, everybody was up getting their wallets out when I said that, but no, is, we uh, don't do this that. Is the Jock and Nerd OnlyFans on Patreon. But you do get early access to all of our shows. Yes, you get co- bonus content. Like if you review a movie, or if we have like a funny conversation off the uh, air, instant reactions air, to movies well, right unquote. after we've seen them. From our yeah. cars, those are. I said, fun. just said that. You said bonus content. <laughs> I'm describing what the some of the okay. bonus content. Is. All right, you do the rest. You could also hang out with yeah, us you, on our Discord. Don't, don't step all over Imran's party. He <laughs> likes to do this. No, I said I threw it to him, and then I just started talking. Typical. Come on, typical. Have you classic, met me? Actually, have you met me? It's classic, Imran. Uh, you can hang out with us on our monthly Discord hangouts. Uh, October 19th is the next one. That's just for our Patreon supporters. There's a tier where you can pick any movie you want us to watch and review. There's a tier where you get an exclusive T-shirt. All that fun stuff. You can give back. All of it goes back into making this show possible. Thank you to all our existing continued supporters. JockandNerd.com slash Patreon. Check it out. Okay, let's get to the second review of the episode. This one is Ahsoka Season 1 finale. All eight episodes are out. First of all, here's your spoilers. Well, before spoilers, Anthony may not be uh, participating too much. We, I did not force him to watch this, so you should thank well, me for that one. Well, you didn't really fo- it. You forced me or not? I wasn't going to do it, so I kind of pulled myself out of the yeah. out of this one. You got a taste in the game. You got a taste of I got what, a little three taste. episodes. I got I got three episodes. I don't remember any of the three, and I just had to pull out, you know, because. Tapping out. Well, one, it's one, it's safe. You don't want kids, but two, <laughs> the episodes are just too tied to stuff I've never watched, and yeah, I just Anthony did the rhythm method on Ahsoka. It's okay, I get it. Yeah, uh, so there you go. Okay, so go ahead, take okay. it away. Yes, ask random questions. It'll be hilarious. Here's your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. So, Rugs, you're gonna do a little bit of the heavy lifting here. Okay. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. Broadly, really, this season of Ahsoka was really Ahsoka with the help of her friends, Hera, Sabine, trying to simultaneously stop Thrawn from returning and find Ezra. Yeah. Uh, is kind of the straightforward through plot line. However, even though it's called Ahsoka, there's a lot of Sabine shit in here. Like, half of it was about Sabine Wren. And again, these are existing characters that if you really wanted to get all the meat out of this, you would have have to watch all the seven seasons of Clone Wars and like five seasons of Rebels. That's hundreds of animated episodes of Star Wars lore that Dave Filoni is playing with, referencing, using, adapting and, and moving forward. So. Really, when Anthony tapped out, I was like, you know, I get it, because even for me, I've seen a not seen all those. I've seen some Rebels, some Clone Wars. It's really heavy into the fucking lore here. They could have made the show so much more palatable for someone who's never watched that stuff. They could have started the show with a little bit of uh, maybe a flashback. Now that they have Hayden Christensen there, yeah. they, and they used him in a flashback, like 
all the way deep into this show. They should have done that, something like that earlier. Like, instead of it being that, like, like, yeah, you can still have the death walk or whatever that she does in the place beyond time and space. Yeah. But you could add a precursor to that, like a nightmare or something or a memory where that you could be like, oh, she was trained by Anakin. You could even show her as a little girl. But like they wanted to have that special episode moment where you get the the feelies. So, so like the member berries. Yeah. So much that they could. They just they held it for some weird middle part of the show. And by then, anybody who's watching it's already lost interest. So it was pointless. Yeah, they could have done a better job for the people who didn't watch all the other stuff. Like for me, it was fine because I already watched all that stuff. Yeah. I had different issues with the show. Well, but what were your yeah. issues? Let's talk about the 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 finale episode. Um, I think like one of the issues you just mentioned is they they needed to establish a lot more things throughout the whole run of the show and to have people talk. And, uh, you know, I think parts of it, you would lose people if they are not fully caught up on the Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, I guess. What are your other issues with the show? Well, the way Ahsoka acts, does it, it, it's a little bit... Maybe there's a reason why she's so closed off and everything, and they had to go through this whole thing where she has to die and come back, then act more like herself. Yeah. But even when she's like herself, she doesn't have as much pers- personality as she did in the, sh- in, in the show. I mean, she's smiling and smirking and crossing her arms and shit. Right. And poses. Yeah, she does a lot of crossing That's a lot arms. of personality there, Imran. That's a lot of personality. That's how but, you show um, personality. Shows a personality smile. Also, in the way she fights, like as a Jedi, you're supposed to get stronger as you get older. Well, I feel like her fi- her throughout the show, like her fighting after she trained with Anakin in the world between worlds, they finished the train. I feel like her fighting did evolve a little bit, but she was just more like I feel like she was more light on her feet and more like even Hayden Christensen. He's twirling that shit like and he's older than, you know, yeah. he's he's an older dude, too. And so uh, I just feel like they should have used more of a stunt double then if they couldn't get Rosario Dawson to like really pull it off. They should have gotten a stunt double to make the lightsaber fights a little bit better, because at the end of the day, if you have a shitty show, a good lightsaber fight can save it. I mean, I think this episode had one here. Let's go through this. I'm just going to quickly go through kind of what happened in chunks and it addresses some of the issues I had with this show. Starting off with, we start with Thrawn. They're, they got to get the fuck out of there. They've loaded the coffins. They're like, we're ready to go. They could leave right then. They don't leave. They stick around as the mothers give some magic to Morgan Elizabeth and give her this green sword, Rugs, the blade of Talzin. What the hell is this? Right. What, what is this? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, they, they, do use, they do mention it in, in the cartoon. But yeah, it's an enchanted sword that can, you know, you could use against a lightsaber. That's basically what ah, it is. She's got a kick-ass sword. Okay, so then here's where I have issues. We cut to, right, the whole, at this point, the whole premise is uh, Hera has found Ezra. Ahsoka has, and Huyang have found them. They're all together. They're reunited. They have a spaceship. They know Thrawn's about to fucking leave. They're going to get stranded. What are they doing? They're fucking crawling along at like two miles an hour. Leisurely. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, they're just like, and they have this like 
gang of people in tow with them, which doesn't make any sense. Like at that point, when you gotta like, okay, you guys go off and do your own thing. Yeah. We gotta save the fucking galaxy the, or whatever. Not e the little uh, shell people would understand. We're like, we gotta get the fuck over there. They can leave it any minute. Uh, the problem with me, this whole series, there's no sense of urgency. No. Throughout the whole series, and it kind of left me feeling a little lacking in connecting to it. Like, they're just fucking meandering along. We do see Ezra build a lightsaber that's like uh, Kanan's lightsaber. Kanan. Caleb. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call that was a back. Nice callback. But didn't he not want a lightsaber last episode? And now he's like, I got to build a lightsaber. Whatever. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. And then the big question the whole time, right? What happened between Sabine and Ahsoka? They hint at it in the first episode that between Rebels and this. You don't find out until this episode. They waited eight episodes to explain that Ahsoka feared Sabine would turn dark because of teaching because of the Siege of Mandalore after she taught her the force, kind of like what happened to Anakin a little bit, right? Yeah, there's a lot of like, well, for example, Anakin was was Ahsoka's teacher and then. So they they even mentioned in, in, in this episode that they feared that she was going to go to the dark side. Everybody goes right. to the dark oh, yeah. side. Ahsoka might go to the dark side. That's That part's cool. So, like, I think anybody with that much power that um, has an axe to grind may be turnable to the dark side. But l- literally every character has got that. They have to deal with that. So, I don't know. But being, I guess they're being too safe. They just didn't talk enough, and they finally talk, and she's like, oh, I, it's okay. I'm not mad at you. I'm going to stick by you, blah, blah, blah. But just, like, people weren't talking in this whole show, and I'm like, just No, tell there's, what not a lot of, there's not a lot of good use of, of uh, dialogue at all. Tell them what happened. So the ship, uh, th- instead of flying it to Thrawn, the, 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 she's got to fight two TIE fighters, and she kamikazes into them and takes the ship out. Of course, it'll be fixed just in time, conveniently. Yeah, uh, which happens. So they ride it on those horses right up to the fortress. They're like, we're just going to go up the front. That shit was pretty cool. So then they basically send all the uh, the troopers in and they fight them all off and they kill them all. And dude, uh, tell me that. That's weird. That, okay, but that <laughs> shot of the three Jedis, Ahsoka with the two lightsabers and you got Sabine and Ezra. They got a lightsaber. I was like, oh, shit, we got three Jedis. They killed them all. They think they're done. And then uh, Thrawn is like, uh, night sisters, mothers, I need your help. And they chant some shit and they come back to life. We've got zombie night troopers with green eyes. Oh, shit. What? Yes. Walking Dead. Yeah, you, got me, you woke me up there. Walking Dead meets Star Wars. We, why? Because I don't know. I don't know why the night system. It, Rugs, can you explain? That's their power. They can reincarnate people. They're witches. They They're can witches, do shit like that. But, oh, yeah. bitches. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, excuse me. Witches. Well, they, am I right? They, they, right? They've done like in the show, they've created Savage Opress, which is like Darth Maul's brother. Right. Right. Saw that. And they've augmented his power. They they augmented, uh, you know, the the witch there in this show. I forgot what her name was. Morgan Elsbeth. Morgan Elsbeth. Yeah. They make her they, look all they, scary. And they could do now you find out they could do zombies. They can make the dead come back. And uh, and I think that that we were thinking that that was what Thrawn was loading yeah. into the ship or like a possible zombie army. But I don't know. I don't know anymore because they. They burnt it. Are they going to reuse it again? Well, they burnt it here. We're, there's some theories when well, we get to that, that. But yeah, you see he's you know, loading coffin like items. Yeah. So we get zombie night troopers. I thought that was kind of badass. Um, 
Thrawn is essentially tells Morgan, "You got to, we're leaving. You got to stay behind and stop these fuckers." And she's cool with it because he takes the mothers and leaves. Uh, while Ahsoka battles Morgan, Sabine and Ezra try to stop the ship. Now this lightsaber battle between Diana Lee and Osanto and and uh, uh, Ahsoka, uh, what's her name? Ahsoka uh, Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I was blanking on her name. I thought this was probably like the one of the better lightsaber battles in the whole series. In this series, yes, yeah, in this eight that's episodes. not a lot to say in this about eight it. episodes. If you put them in the in the grand scheme of lightsaber battles, the, the, it's it's just all right. The other problem with this show is like sometimes you really tell like they're in that the volume and there's a screen around them and they're just like in this one area and even though you see background, it doesn't sometimes feel like the the scope it's supposed to. Right, you know, I, I think that there is a way to use it better than they're using it. I think that the Mandalorian used it better a few times, so we know that it can be done. So Ahsoka and Morgan fight while the the stormtroopers just stand there and watch them. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> they just stop. Yeah, everyone just no, nobody jump in. <laughs> They're like, hey, check this out. <laughs> uh, and she manages to kill Morgan with her own green sword. Is the only way it's taking her down. But she took out one of her swords. Yeah, she cut one was, of her lightsabers, which is cool. That was kind of yeah. Bad. Meantime, so Sabine's force powers seem to have suddenly gotten a lot stronger. Does it seem like all of a sudden? Yeah, first she struggles to like even like get the lightsaber. So what's happening is the night trooper, the the dead uh, zombie trooper is fighting her and she cool. dropped her lightsaber yeah. and she's able to pull it. But it takes a lot like it doesn't instantly happen. It took takes her a long time to get it to finally come. Because they're building tension, I guess. And then when they need to make, she's got to actually hold up Ezra and throw him onto the ship with the force. She's got to force push him as he force jumps this huge distance. Yeah. So basically, it's like it's like a double jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she has to like exert all this power, and she does it like does effortlessly. There's a great music cue. Did you? They, they played like the force music from the movies when he was doing that. And that was, yeah, that was kind of a cool moment. He lands short and pops up uh, and uh, he's on the ship. He's on the ship and he, the plan was for him to pull her over. But she goes back to help Ahsoka fight the rest of the troopers uh, because Hu Yang, of course, has fixed the ship in the nick of time as they do a little back to the future thing and jump off and end up on the ship. And they race towards Thrawn's ship. Now, Thrawn is about to fucking hyperspace the fuck out of there. Back, and I love when he radios her. And he tells her that he knew Anakin. He goes, I know your master. He goes, one wonders how similar you are. And then he says, perhaps this is where a Ronin such as you belongs with him. What do you think of that line? And the use of the word Ronin in the Star Wars world. It's interesting. Yeah, that's like a weird. I mean, I, that's a call out. You know, Kurosawa was a big influence of, of George Lucas, and we, but it never was said out loud like that. Right. So it is weird that like you're trying to compare Jedi to samurai. But does this mean that like him. samurai existed in their past in the Star Wars past? I don't or know. The future, or it's the past, or something, or this is the past. I'm just confused. No idea. It, it was out of place. But I was a dope line, though, when he called her a Ronin, but I, he could have called her something else. I don't know. Just like a masterless Jedi. 
So you like this show? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I liked it, it, but I didn't think I liked aspects of it, but I didn't think it was good for people who did not watch the cartoon. It felt very Star Wars, but there was like nothing like the lack of urgency really bugged me. There was nothing there well, to really hook me in. There, there's a huge problem because the the Shinhati and Balin Skull never resolved their story oh, that they opened up. Yeah, here. remember them? What happens to so them? So I think that they're they're banking on a second season. Yeah. But you can't do that. You can. Like, you can't bank on a second season. You have to tie up at least some of the loose ends. So he's apparently at the end of this standing on uh, a Jedi statue of, like, I think there's, like, the mother, the father, and the son. Yes, the Mortis gods. A pointing statue is, like, the... Yeah, he's, that you need to watch the fucking cartoons to, to understand. Oh, so the those three, the daughter statue is broken, ties into the white owl you see... Yes. When uh, they return, because now. So the white owl yeah. always follows us. Thrawn jumps. And so Thrawn and the Night Sisters have left with Ezra and Ahsoka and Sabine and Balin and Shinhati are now stranded in this other galaxy. On this planet. Away, on the far, but even farther. It's like yet another galaxy far, far away on this oh. planet. And they don't seem all that uh, upset about it. Uh, they're just like that's cool. We'll hang out here. It, the the show left a lot of unanswered questions, as you said. Well, now that you know that you could just take whales and go in their mouth, use them as taxis, yeah, and then just ride the between whales. the two. I'm wondering, like, first of all, like they all knew that this that this is possible because they did it themselves. The whales brought them there, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so they can be like we'll Ezra just, knows it. Yeah. Thrawn knows it. Everybody knows it. So like. Why are they stranded? That like whole plot point. And it's okay. Like if there's a reason, just tell us the reason why the whales don't want to bring you. Like, maybe yeah. you tried yeah, yeah. and they and they didn't want to, or they just fucking run away when they see you. Like, do that much work. Mention it in passing. Like, there was no explanation. So now you leave this big wide like uh, area of speculation of why they didn't fucking just use the whales and that's how you know that's how they're gonna get home you know that like fucking Ahsoka's gonna fucking use the force to talk to the whale why can't Ezra talk to the whale and, and get hitch a ride with it like nobody knows yeah, they never why, fucking thought why about it ever try that yeah did, so, was Thrawn threatening to you? Like, I understand if you've watched Rebels and Clone Wars, you get like Thrawn as a badass. But if you've only watched the movies, no. suddenly it's like but, nobody's ever th talked about this guy. Where did he come from? Thrawn is one of those people that in the cartoon, it doesn't seem as bad as it does in the show. But it appears like he's inept because everything that he does never pans out. gets fucked up. And then he ultimately like pulls a win at the end. Like, so all of his, like, setups for, like, stopping this person end up, like, they end up subverting it every time. And then for some reason, he, he kind of ends up getting away. Like, they end up not being able to get him every time. Why did they cast Elon Musk in this role? That's my other question. Why do you think it's Elon? <laughs> Looks just like him. Why? Well, all the pictures of Elon and Thrawn live action. They're the same person. One's just blue. I don't know, but I like it. Thrawn is a little bit a little thinner and a little bit more. The ridges in his head are more visible. I think that you had to strain to see like any of the 
Right. The, the alien, the alien yeah, skull yeah. features. They could have done that a little bit better, but I felt like, you know, he had this, it's the voice of, of Thrawn, the same guy. So it does, ha- it does pull you back into the cartoon. So he, you see. he, he, he jumps back and they arrive at Dathomir. And now I think these are like the night sisters army. Maybe it's like dead witches that they're going to resurrect and they're back. on. Maybe they're all malls or they're all, yes, they're all different malls. They're going to go back to their planet Dathomir, which is in that game, which is cool to see. Uh, so the, and then the thing about Ezra also kind of was baffling. He makes it on the ship, but instead of like trying to stop Thrawn, he just kind of he stows away as a stormtrooper and then sneaks off and somehow finds them, Hera and everybody. And uh, he says he's home, and Chopper recognizes him even though he had the mask on, and nobody wants to hug him. Like I, I would think Hera would run over and hug him because she hasn't seen him and then she thought he was dead but they don't no everybody just kind of just get, get, none of that it's very strange like a little more a little more emotion in these reunions would be everybody's so stoic I, I, yeah i don't understand uh i don't understand that and then at the end uh back on the other galaxy on peridia sabine senses something ahsoka senses something and then they you the camera pulls back and you see anakin as a force ghost which is kind of cool but I don't know. And then it, yeah. And then you get that, the Balin skull and Shin Hati just like raises the lightsaber and she's like, I'm here, bitches. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This whole thing ended like Empire Strikes Back. It was kind of like half of the story. There was no way they were going to wrap up all the shit. The, you know, the big thing that happens is Thrawn and Ezra make it back and now he's there. You know, fuck shit up. But it's clearly like a lot of this just seems set up for another season or a movie. I found the whole season a little uneven. Could use a little more explanation. Yeah, it's like I don't have the problems that most people who are hating on this show do. I just think that the biggest issue is is that it's not accessible for people who didn't watch the card cartoon, and they could have done a better a, a better job of establishing Ahsoka Tano as being uh, Anakin's apprentice because. You never see those in the in the main movies. Oh, yeah. You never see that in the movies. So um, anybody who comes into this is going to be like, who the fuck is Ahsoka? Even if you watch The Mandalorian, maybe you didn't. So it's like there's a lot kind of like riding on you being a fan of all the Star Wars stuff. And I could see how Anthony was like, fuck this. Like, I, it's not hitting for me. And um, I can understand that completely. Even for me, it was like I got to watch a lot of videos to figure out what the fuck is going on here. And they throw in like, you know, the the whole at the end when he's standing on that statue, I'm like, the fuck is going on here? What is the statue? It's pointing off to this hill with a light on it. They're going to have to recast Ray Stevenson. Rest in peace. Yeah, he's dead. But somebody uh, mentioned a uh, suggested Liev Schreiber and in a beard, he looks exactly like Ray, Ray Stevenson. Well, they're both really tall yeah, dudes. Big dudes. He was so, he was great, and I, I he completely sidelined this last episode. I thought there'd be more with them. You want to know what's great about him as a villain, though? Yeah, he's not really a villain. No, he's just he's like not. He doesn't do like dastardly evil things. He's just like, all right, I gotta I gotta do this so I can do this. Like I'm I'm doing this, but I'm really. Not here to be the executor of of Ahsoka. Yeah, like I'm not. He's just she's just an obstacle in his way, so he can get to whatever he's doing. 
And uh, what he wanted to do is to get to this planet because he's looking at, at the end of this, he's looking down at this mountain yeah. in the distance. And I think that he's looking for the, um, the Mortis gods. Yes, which are, those are the original Force users like a long, long time ago. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're, they've been like personified in people. You know, they have like just beings. The White Owl that, is the daughter in the White Owl yeah. that's like friends of the Well, Ahsoka has some of the White Owl in, in her, her too. Because she was imbued with her. She was dying at one point and Anakin got got her to the mortis gods and they for some reason uh, use some of their energy to revive her so she's bonded to the the daughter well it's the balance of the force right i like that kind of idea one's dark one's light and yeah. anakin was also kind of like the sun maybe but i thought you could only be a force ghost if you're like on the good side does this mean he's he 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 is accepted into the the light side now that we saw him? Ooh, anakin yeah but Anakin's been a Force ghost since Return of the we Jedi. We did see him before him, when they put him back in there. Yeah, remember at the end of Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Even before Hayden Christensen was there. They the, had the other you know, guy in there, yeah. Who, they had the other guy yeah, yeah. there. That's true. So he was always he that's, was always redeemed. That is true. Because he killed the Emperor. He was, right, when he did that. So he redeemed himself. That's true. So, but, uh, so yeah, that that's cool. So Thrawn gets, gets away. Ezra gets home. It's a wash. What was accomplished? I don't know. Just set up for next next season it seemed like pretty pointless i think the the whole entire thing was that you created a conflict between sabine and uh and ahsoka you have them resolve that conflict and then you get uh you get to move ezra onto the playing field and then you can get can now use now you got three jedi yeah three jedi was cool a lot of lightsabers. I mean, I like Sabine. Rule of two, but now there's three. So and the guy playing Ezra, Iman Fondi, I thought he did a good job. Uh, Hera was cool. The characters are cool. There was just something like I, I continued watching. It was Star Wars. I was entertained. There were some cool moments, but there was just some unevenness, some things about them not telling things, some pacing things. Like I'm like, where no sense of urgency. Those would be the detractions from this season. I was when it ended. I was like, that's how they're gonna end it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the ending was not great. So, so I don't know when we'll get. It wasn't more. satisfying ending. I mean, it was a great, good episode, yeah. but as an ending to a series, I feel like they're relying too much on it being a continuing thing. So uh, they're like, ah, we're not going to wrap this up now. But they should have really done a little bit more. Like, at least give us something. I mean, they're they're counting on nerd stuff too much. It was. It was all like you can't count on nerd culture. Yeah. Like even though yes, I'm what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go on and YouTube what the fuck I just watched you have so to. I can get a little bit more perspective. You have to. But that is fucking sad that you need to do yeah. that. That that is really not a, the mark of a great show when you need to fucking go. And maybe it, some Easter eggs or some spoilers. But it should stand on Nothing its own. that's germane to the main story. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think you're right. I feel like he they should have explained, if they could, efficiently, a lot more things that happened in Clone Wars and Rebels. To, so, so, Like, do you think that the person who's not even watching the cartoons is now going to go and watch a YouTube video to, like, get like more insight into what the fuck they just watched. Let me answer that. No. Yeah. And I don't think it works the <laughs> other way where it's going to make the person go and watch like hundreds of episodes of animated star Wars to fig- fill in the holes. Now it, 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 I would equate it to picking up a comic. Yeah. 
and let's say it's a number one, like a DC number one, and then you realize, oh, this number one is not really a number one. It has two thousand issues behind it. Yeah. Or let's say, or let's say two hundred issues behind it from the last thing XYZ yeah. writers run, yeah. and it's this is the same writer and. You actually need to understand some of that stuff. I just go, yep, I quit. That, I'm not yeah, reading. That's a, yeah, like they they got you to fucking buy it. That's what Filoni right. did. You, you got me in, yeah, but you didn't get me to stay and keep buying. Yeah, that's what Filoni did here. And to keep the pe- more people like you, they, all they needed to do is just establish a little more connection. I just wonder, like, what is the what is the disconnect? Like, the cartoon works so well, but in live action, like it it. I mean, I think the pace, like pacing in cartoons, you can really fine tune. Why didn't it translate is a good question. That's what I was thinking, too. Like Filoni's cartoons are actually fun. They're stupid. Maybe because they're stupid. They're dumbed down for kids because they know like it's it's going to be watched by like younger kids. So they dumb it down. And, like it, it, it works. Yeah, they it, they do a lot of like truncating of, of things and. And they kind of like fill you in. But when you try and actually do something that's adult and has to have like real weight behind it. I don't know. It just doesn't it just doesn't work as much as much as it should. I mean, he created all a lot of these characters, right? They're his creations. And just, yeah, I think directing for animation and then directing live action. I mean, Ahsoka was uh, Lucas's idea. Right, right. Like he wanted to give Anakin an apprentice right. and then. Filoni came up with this character, I guess, but I just love Ahsoka so much more in the show because she's so like dynamic. You literally watch her grow up, like you see her from all ages. Like she's flying. Like when she was in that those remember those last three episodes that they put out a few few like a year ago, season seven of Clone Wars, right? Where she fights Darth Maul. Yeah, those are amazing, dude. Like she's doing crazy Jedi shit that she's like like walking. Across walls, doing flips and is it a, all over the place. Is it the age? Is it an age difference? Like she's a younger, a younger Ahsoka. I don't know. Like when I think when you're a Jedi, look at what happens with Yoda. Like yeah. she, oh yeah, like That's true. She could be doing shit like that. Yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, I love you know. I loved some of the parts. I love was like that episode where it was the flashback in the world between worlds, and she's going through the Clone Wars and the Ma- and Caesar Mandalore. Like that shit was cool. I thought the middle got a little bit better. And then last episode was just like spinning its wheels. I was like, get to the fucking ship and it's going to take off. And again, they start with them just going fucking real slow. Where's the urgency? It bugged the shit out of me. Yeah, it should have started with them with the attacking, trying to get on the ship. You could add a whole episode of them. But I guess the plan was to never actually stop Thrawn was what was going to happen, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well. You want to rate this, um, rank it to some other shows overall? I guess I feel like it's it's definitely below Andor and yes. the first couple seasons of Mandalorian. Agreed. And I'll put it. Yeah, I'll put this there, I, even though. Yeah, I said this last week, I think it's not like the Ben Kenobi show where. You had like characters that were like so ridiculously bad. You had flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, Can't chase. <laughs> catch a little yeah. girl. But there is like on purpose writing things done, like not having conversations that are just frustrating and and uh, not filling in new people that are coming into the fold, like not doing a good job of that. And uh, yeah, toning down Ahsoka's personality to the point where 
Like, it's not even a fun character to follow sometimes. So, hopefully they can kick it up in the next season, but I would put it maybe definitely a third or fourth in, in, in the TV series. Okay. Yeah, she was like almost like a hippie Jedi, like very aloof, but like laid back, like she was stoned all the time, where she's like, eh, I don't know, fuck it. We'll see what <laughs> But like also aloof and like not, yeah, I, it was weird. It was a weird, a weird thing, but I did enjoy, did enjoy the Like if you're going to be so, like the thing is, okay, like Batman's stoic, he doesn't say much, right. but it's all in the his actions. Right. He's the fucking Dark Knight. Yeah. He's dramatic. Yeah. He fucking fades into the shadows. He fucking has smoke and shit. Like, if you're going to be quiet, you got to fucking be badass carry, a, carry a fucking huge stick yeah. and be able to fucking beat people down with it. Like, and Ahsoka didn't cash that check. She was just like, I'm going to be chill and just be an all right swords person. Yeah, she was just chill the whole time. <laughs> just. I mean, I mean, they tried when they when they put her on the wing of the ship in outer space. And that was ridiculous. And yeah, <laughs> they tried to, but that failed. Like that made it look even stupider, like more goofy. God, these guys can't hit a ship when it's just sitting there. You notice that too? These fucking Tie Fighters. Several, no. well, two episodes they did it. The ship is not going anywhere, and they're just shooting around it. The fuck is going? They on? need people who understand like badass shit, like how to make something just look badass. Robert Rodriguez, maybe I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will agree that despite all of that, like it was better than it's better than Book of Boba Fett. I did enjoy it better than Obi Wan. Uh, do we give it a rating? A number? You want to give it a give it you a number? Not. You have not. I would probably say it's a it's a six. Yeah, I'm. A, I think I was, and, that, and that's generous. Yeah, I was gonna give it a seven. I would I would give it a seven. Andor is still the best fucking thing, man. Holy shit. Uh, bar none, yeah. 12 episodes. Lots of, you know, you can enjoy that even if you take Star Wars entirely out of it. It's fucking dope espionage. You dodged the bullet. Anthony would have given this a three. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, you would not have given a shit because there's so much felony lore that he loves not talking about and just alluding to. And you're like, the fuck is going on here? You know, I, I do have some friends, at least one one or two friends that watch this and Got back, got into watching the Rebels or whatever oh, the Clone Wars. Oh. They were like, "Oh, that shit's awesome!" I'm glad they turned me on to at least to that. So that's good. Did you really hear people talking about this show? Also, anybody, but either you guys, aside from that. Yeah, I know people who are into Star Wars and talk about the show, and they love it. But they watched everything. They they watch everything Star Wars, so they're not in the boat of like someone who's partially like with their you know not really involved in 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 all of the shit so uh i think that people enjoy it i don't think it's the best thing they've seen i think they they like it though yeah i mean at the end of the day i do i do love the star wars i'm like half half deep half casual so it was okay like it was good like it was just uh, there was something missing but it was okay it was decent there was good moments so i don't know I'm like, it's, it's just okay. It's a good show. I just, I'm frustrated by this end, which kind of leaves everything hanging. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, there could have, I mean, look, it was nice to have zombies. Zombies were cool. Three Jedi. But they didn't even, zombies. but like, let us see the zombies. Like, why? That, they should have done more helmet stuff where you could see that there were zombies. Yeah, I thought that one of the helmets would get knocked off. And then I'm like, just chop their fucking heads off. What are you doing? <laughs> why is it going to get up again? 
Those two dark troopers were were dope though, and they gave them a little bit of, of issues fighting them. But oh yeah, and they hold the ship up for a moment, so you see a lot of a lot of force stuff, a lot of good music cues. But eh, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that'll do it for us. Okay, let's do some news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. See, I felt like people really were talking about Ahsoka. I did put up a spoiler thread for like the finale. Nobody left a comment. And, uh, you know, and I put spoiler threads in the beginning for the first couple episodes. Nobody was coming. I was like, uh, anybody watching the show? Let's start with a comment from Daryl K. He posted a link to the first clip from the Scott Pilgrim uh, animated anime from Netflix commenting. I was already sold, but now even more so. They put out like a two minute clip. Uh, Anthony, now that you're back in, we reviewed this movie. We did. I didn't like it. You that didn't much. like it. And uh, what did you think of this clip that looks a lot like the comics? And you see elements from the movie in this, which is the story from the comics. I didn't like it that much. No, I was, I start, about halfway through, I started looking at something else. <laughs> Shoes and comic books. He was scrolling through. I was looking. Yeah, I started looking at other things. Um, I just I don't connect with Scott Pilgrim. No, you didn't. You didn't thing. like the Scott Pilgrim that much. I forgot about no. that. I thought it was a fun movie. Uh, Rugs, you've read the comic. I've read the comic. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, uh, I think the show is going to be fun. I, I, I didn't like this clip. Yeah. I thought it was a dumb clip to put out. Well, it's that part. <laughs> if you've seen the movie or read the comics, it's in the very beginning where he tries to get Ramona old deliver. He, he sees her. He wants to deliver something to his house so he can meet her. Right. And, you know, they do the things with the words on screen, but it looks like I love it. looks like the comic book colored in. It does. It and does. It's got the voice really cast does. from the movie, which is both things combined. Like that's that gives me. Oh, Lobby, that's Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's Michael Sarah. All of the, the movie. I cast. feel like it's going to be a fun watch. Yeah, I really do. I like I mean, I want to reread the comics again at one point, but I uh, I like the movie a lot. And uh it's good to see. I mean, I, I hate that they're re, redoing the same, same story, story or, over and over again, but maybe we'll get the expanded version because they did like another whole other run of Scott Pilgrim after that first one. I mean, right? they're so. doing that with Harry Potter now. They're making a TV show that's going to just redo all the books for a new generation. But this is, you know, a different medium. The comics are great. Like it's he does it like a Japanese manga. They're small, little fat digest, black and white. Uh, lots of fun. Yeah, it's just crazy that, that that movie didn't do well at all. Yeah, and it's got like a cult following yeah. now. I know, yeah, young kids are into it. Like, I'm, I'm people in their twenties. Really? I would say, or, yeah. Do they, does it turn them on? Do they read the comic? Or are they just into the movie? I don't know, but I've heard things. But like, yeah, I feel like. This might be the thing that gets them to read the comics, maybe because Netflix is a lot more accessible. So, and they could start starting on the ground, but it's an episodic thing. It's not just a movie. So, and it looks like anime, which young kids already are into. It's trendy. November 17th, coming out very soon on Netflix. Yeah, this looks great. Can't wait to watch. They changed one thing. They do one interesting thing. It's on Netflix, right? And so in the movie, 
doesn't Ramona work for Amazon, right? And he orders a package or something. I yeah. Forget what it is in the comic book. In this clip, he is ordering a DVD in the mail from Netflix, which I thought was kind of clever. Very meta clever. So she's delivering DVDs. That ironically ties into my next little comment from uh, our Facebook group, Jockin Nerd Nation, from Dave, Dave, David, Zika, Nerd. David Zika posting RIP Red Envelope with an article uh, that announces next Netflix has mailed out its last DVD at the end of last month. Uh, there, we are done with the DVD era of Netflix. They started sending out DVDs uh, in uh, uh, 25 years ago. Uh, in the, what is it, 1998? Right. I think they started. It's kind of cool. They said uh, they're going to be sending random movies to people. And if you have any discs you have not returned, you can keep them. They're yours now. Um, did you use it, Anthony? I did. I see. You, I remember. Remember your cue? Yeah, I remember watching. Um, one of the movies I remember watching was Die Hard, the fourth one. Oh, really? I remember getting that in the DVD, yeah. and then I remember getting that movie with uh, fucking Kristen, the the uh, Twilight girl. Oh, Twi- Ryan Reynolds yeah. and. Uh, Dude from Social Network. Jesse Eisenberg. What movie was Jesse that? Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good movie. Um, just forgot. American Ultra. Is that what I? No, it's uh, Adventureland. Oh, Adventureland. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty decent movie. Yeah. Those are the two I remember getting. When was the last time you? I like. I haven't used that service in years. I I thought they had already stopped sending oh, out yeah. DVDs. I I don't. I haven't plugged. I haven't watched a DVD in. Eight years, ten years? I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've even plugged in a DVD. Yeah, I watched Old Boy. That was the last DVD I watched was Old Boy. And the menu screen surprised me. I was like, oh, I forgot about these. Remember menu screens? They were so much fun. But I, I do I have a PS something, three or four, yeah. I think at four. And I use that DVD player if I have to, you know, because video games still come in DVDs. And that, so. that was the heyday, though, early 2000s, when you would just get movies in the mail and like that started putting Blockbuster out of business. That was the beginning of their disruption. Uh, and I remember get, being excited when you had fucking DVDs in the mail. Oh, yeah. What did they have? Like You get three at a time? Yeah, it depended on the plan. Like you could yeah. subscribe to like one at a time, two at a time or three at a time. And then you have to make your queue and then it would just send you the next one. Uh, that was cool, but I, I still loved my favorite all time. Maybe it's just because I was a kid and nostalgia is real. It was just going to Blockbuster and yeah. browsing the shelves. Yeah, yeah, that would. I, 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 I even like doing it with DVDs. That was fun and also annoying because you, a new movie would come out and you'd get there and it was all fucking gone. You had to fucking get there right away. That's true. Even though there was like twenty copies of the shit, they'd line the wall. They'd have yeah. one whole row with or one whole. Uh, column and rows of that new movie that came out. And then they didn't have a porn section. That made me very suspicious. I was like, I don't trust any. <laughs> they mental- did not have a porn <laughs> section, but if you s- escape from your parents, which is a few times I did, yeah. there was a, a like a softcore porn section, but I, you didn't know that it was. I or as a kid, I didn't know that it like was Playboy softcore. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was like Playboy and like stuff on Cinemax and shit, and be like, yeah, you'd be like, let me order off the special menu. 
you know. I would I would just like when when no one was in the same aisle as yeah. me, I just grab the, ba- the grab the VHS <laughs> and then look at the back uh-uh. and then put it back. That's all I would. <laughs> that's do. all you needed. That that's would all I needed. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm satisfied. I I, I have a rough idea of what's Lock going on. Lock that away yeah. in my brain. That'll serve me good for at least the next five years. I'm good. Uh, they shipped five billion DVDs over 25 years. Wow! wow. Peaking in 2011. They had 20, yeah, 20 million customers in the U.S. The first DVD they sent out was Beetlejuice. The last DVD they sent out recently was the Coen Brothers True Grit. Does wow. anyone know when when they started streaming? What year that was? Oh, man. 2016, maybe? I don't know. That's a good question. 2007, I see. January 16th. Oh, wow. Oh, 10 okay. years after they began their DVD by mail service, Ted Sarandos is like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do more. Why do they got to mail these out? Let's just put them online. I had an FYE here, but th- th- those are all gone. But uh, FYE, even when it's, it's like a for your entertainment, it's like a it's music like a, videos and DVD yeah, store. They just sell media. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a tower records. And I, I, I was buying DVDs until that place closed. And if that place was still open, I'd probably still be buying Blu-rays. Well, there, there, there was a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to start just collecting the DVD or Blu-ray yeah. for every movie yeah. I like. Yeah. And good thing I didn't do that. Where are you have? Where are those? <laughs> they're 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 around. I don't have that. Men- I don't have as big a collection as I thought I would get. But like, I should quickly stop. But dude, if there's like an EMP or the internet goes down, we're all fucked. And the people with oh, physical, I have a huge yeah. Blu-ray collection. People with I never, physical, I never dust physical off. media will be. Uh, the ones who will be happy. Well, a- as I'm going down my sale sales path, if there are unopened DVDs, oh, those are worth money. Those are worth money. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Target? It's gotten so crazy. Redfro Target has like vinyl records. They still sell books. And uh, and then I heard like block uh, Best Buy was going to stop selling physical media, but you could buy hmm. vinyl records. Well, vinyl records are you can yeah that's still it's like come back buy that yeah it's that's a retro thing yeah, yeah. yeah that's totally right. there's a lot of a lot of people uh my age or even older obviously are buying records yeah it, that i think like records comic books that, it's a hipster thing yeah that's just a hipster that. thing but you, and well also i've heard this is anecdote totally anecdotal but i've heard from my friend who has a wife that reads a lot of books and there's a lot of value now in the books, like oh. getting a physical copy oh, of the book shit. because books aren't printed in mass quantity as they used to be. So owning the physical book is, um, I guess, a thing. Like comics, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple still like Borders, Barnes & Nobles, one or two left standing around here. But it's been a fucking long time since I went into a bookstore. Anyways, it's the end of the DVD in the mail era. Let's finish up with some What Are We Watching? Anthony, you watch anything fun? I was intending to watch Gen V. Oh. Didn't watch it. Okay. We'll, we'll try to watch it this week. When are the next three episodes coming? Uh, Friday. So uh, four episodes are out, and there's four uh, more. Four more. Okay, yeah. so I got to catch up. Yeah. Well, there's that. So I, I'm intending to watch that, but I've gone down this rabbit hole of comics and selling and all this shit. Oh, so boy. I want to first give a shout out to Brian Goff. Oh, Yeah. He messaged me on Instagram, and uh, he has his own resale business called at DuPage Reseller. Oh, nice. So check him out on Instagram. He apparently goes and flips shit. Oh, he's a flipper. Oh, you guys. He's a flipper. Yeah, you guys he's can an, geek an out. old-fashioned flipper. 
And uh, because of this, I went back and threw on a show, and I've watched like four episodes of four or five episodes of a show that was came out ten years ago called Toy Hunter. I love Toy Hunter. I I was hoping you were going to say that. That was a great show. I love. <laughs> and I, I these are all episodes I've seen, yeah. but I've just <laughs> I'm back into the hook of watching this guy. Dude, so I'm that watching guy is Twitter. great. There is something and, about uh, that I could get into. I see the allure because you, but you really have to research all the 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 manufacturers and the harder harder than you think. Because I. I We've dabbled in it a little, and I don't know shit about like I I don't even know the yeah the manufacturer the year like I don't know I there's so much more research that you have to do that way you you got to train yourself to look for like the unique the gems the one of a kind shit right. the treasure you'll find that's out there. Well, yeah, that's what All I've right. been watching, and then also a lot of froggy flips on YouTube. All right, just flip, keep flipping that shit. I noticed you put a couple more things on your uh, eBay store there. So, oh yeah. Through some old martial arts DVDs. What's this week's uh, blue light special over there? If you want, a- <laughs> I've sold four items. Oh which shit! Is nice. nice. So far, including a Hulk Hogan. But if you, the latest and greatest on there, if you get on there now and, and and don't wait, you can you can have you can be the one that owns the physical body of Indian wrestling and physical culture. It's a DVD. It's a DVD. Oh, and this is something my. Uh, dad owned and i was like let's see if this will fucking sell uh, there's also indian wrestling indian wrestling yeah Gusti. also you can you can get wing chun by wing chun kun volumes one two and three the dvd set by robert chu so that indian wrestling is like where they like grab hands and feet and they're like in the mud i see i've seen some of that it's called i've seen what it, kind yeah, of I've indians indian. are we talking about like from here. india from india oh, okay. yeah 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 Gusti, i believe is called which also means like to fight in in uh, Urdu something. Yeah, I've sold I sold four toys nice. this past week. So, All right, yeah. that's what Anthony's doing. Link in the show oh, description. Wow. Pick something up. Rugs, what are you watching? Um, Gen V. I watch. I did. I didn't watch the third part of Continental. Oh, you didn't finish the Continental. Actually, there's a lot of action. Uh, it's all right if you just want to finish the story. Right, I'll watch it. There, they, I, I guess they, some crazy shit happened. You get to see Mel Gibson acting like a motherfucking crazy man. Now I want to tell you the difference between watching Loki yeah. and watching Gen V episode one. Ooh, How many episodes did you watch of Gen V? Only okay, one. Okay, go. I put Loki on and I was completely um, awake, and I fell asleep through the middle of it. Yeah, and I had to watch it a second time. Gen V, I put on. I was already tired and falling asleep. I'm like, I'll put this on to fall asleep to. And then I stayed up and watched oh, the whole shit. thing. Yeah. So that'll tell you the difference between the two uh, materials. So you like the first episode. It's fucking good. I do. Was, I yeah. do. I was like, oh, the first, this shit is fucking good. Yeah, the first episode is crazy. It sets things up very quickly. They, you know, they don't fuck around. You know, it's like, oh, I'm back to watching a show again. Yes. Oh, because like I forgot like what it feels like to watch a show. Man, like Game of Thrones comes on. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch. It's time for my show. Yes. All right, everybody, fuck alone. Shut up. There's a new thing out. I'm watching my show, goddamn. I mean, and it comes to, down to episodic writing. Like, I still think over there in the Star Wars and Marvel Disney TV shows, they haven't they haven't cracked the idea of episodic writing. It's got to yeah. When Breaking Bad would come out, you're like, I'm watching my fucking show. Yeah. You may you as an appointment TV, and this is about as close as we got in the past couple of years. So there's something crazy, crazy shit happens in each of these four episodes, but 
would you agree that it's on par with the boys? I thought it was as good as the fucking boys right now. Yeah, I feel like it's good. I feel like it's good. And uh, the characters are fun. And uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, Anthony, you're going to enjoy this one. We're definitely going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Holy shit. Yeah, it's fucked up shit. I don't know how it goes. It's going to go. But the first episode was it got me in. So I haven't gotten to the full puppet episode yet. There was a little bit of puppets in this last. Episode, oh, yeah. There's really, puppets going to be violent puppets coming. But yeah, the show is very good. OK, OK. Uh, I, I want to talk about these. I watched two uh, R rated raunchy comedies that were released this year. I, oh, did you watch the one with Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, what? Where the Millers? No, that's the no, old one. Is that the one? No, is there a new one? Oh no, no that that's one is Jennifer uh, Aniston. What's it called? Oh, Je- uh, it's called. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking. I did not watch that one. Okay, she helps the kid act like a normal person. Yeah, she's got to date the kid. That one I gotta yeah. watch. No, I watched the one called No Hard no Feelings. Strings, no, hard no Hard Feelings. I heard that was good. Oh, I gotta watch that one. No, Peacock just released Strays on on the platform that was just in the theaters. I don't know. Remember we mentioned this? It is like a lot. It's a live action ta- sausage party. talking dog. It's like dog. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. it's like Lassie or Benji with the dog acting lips moving. But it's R rated raunchy as fuck. It was pretty good. It's, it gets a little crazy over the top. Jamie Foxx. You never seen uh, you never seen a dog swear so much. It's amazing. Uh, Jamie Foxx is one of them. And Will. it's got Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher and Randall Park. And these dogs get drunk. They trip on some mushrooms. There is a pl- uh, one of the motivations is for the dog to get back to its owner who is horrible so he can bite his dick off. That's the plan. And I'll tell you, I was watching this and I'm like, I have to see if this dog bites this guy's dick off. Like, it's just keeping <laughs> this is keeping me engaged. Uh, but it's good. It's a good it's a good quick watch. It gets a little silly, but holy shit, is it raunchy? It was great. A lot of humping jokes, a lot of dick jokes, dog dick jokes. Great. Where did it okay. originally release? It was. It came out in the theaters. Oh, okay. yeah, just like this summer, and it just came out on uh, the cock. I I reckon do so well at the theaters. No, it didn't. These again, none of these R-rated comedies. They came out on streaming platforms real good. The other one I watched not this week. I watched a while ago, but it reminded me of the movie Joyride. Did you guys hear about Joyride? No. Which one's that? It is. Uh, it features uh four Asian leads. It's like a hangover of the four Asian girls raunchy comedy in the in the vein of hangover stephanie sue is in it from everything everywhere all at once sabrina Wu, ashley park oh yeah i think i've seen a pre i've seen a commercial this one this one's not bad either there's some there's there's some there's vagina jokes there is a point of view shot i did not see coming you're like what the fuck um there's a vagina this one got good reviews yeah it's that one's not bad it's uh it it reminded me a lot of like it's like hangover with with uh with chicks basically mm-hmm. it's good hmm. okay so, so there that's the thing is like there are these good r-rated comedies coming out they just don't they're not doing well and they go straight to streaming but i enjoyed both of those strays was fun Joy well, maybe one day we'll do a comedy tournament we should there's a couple of good ones came out this year we'd probably have to break it up by decade by de- right? absolutely by decade you could do just 80s comedies holy shit that would be a ton of them right there Name your name three right now that you you would be like I'd have to see them in the tournament. Fucking airplane. Is that eighties? I thought that was seventies. No. Uh, no, that's like eighty one, I believe. Okay. Um, I remember watching airplane at nineteen eighty. Didn't hit for me as much as it, I thought it would. Uh, rugs. What would you say for eighties? The other one, man. There's so many. I'm looking it up right now. Well, coming to America has got to be on there. Coming to America. Yes. 
Is Ghostbusters considered See, a comedy? Uh, Ghostbusters or yes. Back to the Future? Like they're they're both kind of like sci fi comedies, but Ghostbusters definitely comedy heavy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So no, it would not make it here. Um, 80s comedy. Uh, well, you said Beverly Hills Cop, maybe. Oh, Beverly Hills yeah, Cop. Comedy action. Ferris Bueller. Uh, Ferris Bueller is a comedy, I guess. What about the Naked Gun, the first one? <laughs> That's like the weird. Naked Airplane, Naked Gun. Uh, is Fast Times a comedy? Uh, it's debatable. That's more like a slice of life drama. Like Meatballs? I don't know. I mean, any I Eddie know. Murphy movie. Caddyshack? Is that, Caddyshack, is that 1970? absolutely 48 hours. Is that 70s? Is that 70s? Oh, Caddyshack, maybe. No, Caddyshack is 80s. Uh, trading Places. Yeah, I mean, Eddie Murphy in the 80s was was killing it. Oh, Vacation. Yeah. That is, big, yeah Spaceballs? Come on. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs. Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, Hot Shots. Here, great. Here's one. Yeah. They ask if you would consider it a comedy that would potentially be in the tournament. Big Trouble in Little China. Hmm. You can make the case for it, possibly. It action comedy. Right. But then there's like just straight up comedies, right? Oh, Better Off Dead. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, Police Academy. I, I was going to ask if any of the Police Academies make it on there. Maybe the first one, because they drop off real fucking quick. Oh yeah, but the first, first, the first one's great. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted is another one that I would put in there, even <laughs> the, though it's sci-fi. The Man with Two Brains. Oh, Remember Steve. Oh, movie? Steve Martin, the Jerk. Is that seventies? Oh uh, my God, The Man with Two Brains is great. You ever see that movie, Imran? No, yeah. I've never seen. I, it. Yeah. Never this, oh my God, Steve Martin. Any Steve Martin comedy in the eighties are great. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Blues um, Brothers is that a comedy? Yes, that counts. Fish Called Wanda, uh, one of the greatest comedies from the eighties. Damn, uh, there's so many. There's so many. This would be a great tournament. We'd have to do the decades. The 80s alone, huh? Superman 3. Fucking, oh, Blazing, is Blazing Saddles? <laughs> Superman 4. Superman 4. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. What did oh, you say? Blazing, Blazing Saddles? Saddles in the 70s. Doesn't count. Oh. Fuck. Mel Brooks would have Spaceballs. Oh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. There you go. The 80s would be totally your, like you guys. I don't have a ton of eight. I, mean, I like some oh, 80s movies, but I haven't seen as many as you. The Three Amigos, Yo, Golden three Child. Amigos. These are all stripes. This is fucking amazing. These are all movies that I loved watching when I was a kid. Mac and Me. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Story. Mr. Mom is great. These are all great. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona is, uh, yeah, it's a weird comedy. We watched that. It was yeah, a yeah we did review that. You got the Revenge of the Nerd series. You got Better Off Dead. Ni- 90s would be more my jam. 90s had some great fucking comedies, though, too. Weird oh, Science. How could I forget about Weird Science? Uh, weird Holy Science. Shit. Strange Brew. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, You know what made me get to thinking about this is uh, recently Rewatchables. Yeah. Uh, well, not recently. Over the summer, they had Jennifer Lawrence on. It was Jennifer Lawrence and Bill Simmons, and they reviewed oh. uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, shit. Like, With oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I got to listen. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I got to listen to that. I was like, Dumb and Dumber, that's an all-time. That, absolutely. That's one of the great 90s comedies. The Farrelly Brothers taking over, kind of where like the, the, Zucker, the Zucker Brothers left off in the 80s. Comedies. We'll, 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 we'll rattle this around during the slow I, I mean, I love a good comedy. You got I have a, Monty Python yes, in there, I'm too. I'm an aficionado of comedies. I can always talk some good comedies. Are you? I th- maybe this is, maybe this is your, like, so. your wheelhouse. Maybe, maybe, maybe you had this up. 
I maybe because I mean I've, I've I grew up watching this shit and like uh, I, you do like to laugh. I love stand up. We would watch stand up when I was little, like I, sitcoms and comedy. Like I'm all into that. I love I love laughing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the you, you you might have sparked something. Oh with the, boy, watching the old watching the new raunchy comedies that are out. That was fun. And you know what? I'm also what I've been watching is old comedies because we, on the Perfect Strangers show, there's an episode mm-hmm. where they. They redo uh, the honeymooners with Larry and Balky playing Ralph and Ed Norton. That got me on YouTube. There's like all the episodes of the honeymooners. So I started watching episodes. Oh, those of are that. great. Those are so crazy. Those are Dude, great. Alice makes so many fat jokes at Ralph. He threatens to like physically harm her so many times. He's going to punch <laughs> her in the face. Like they have an ice box. It's before like refrigeration was common with refrigerators. It's wild to watch that shit now. From the late fifties, only thirty nine episodes. It was only on for like one year. Honeymooners and iconic and influential. It's so good. Fuck. That's a, that's a TV show. It's a TV show. Jackie Gleason, yeah. Art Carney, fucking hilarious. Come. You never watched you, the Honeymooners growing up ever. Me no. Wow. I don't even know. What wow. I, don't, I couldn't tell you who's. I I don't even have a visual that comes to mind when you. Because it was always on it was TV. All, yes, all the time. It was always in reruns. So I remember my summers were you, watching. You're not a big Seinfeld guy either, no, right? No, no, no. There you go. The yeah. shit I but the shit I had on was uh, what should we call it? Ar- Archie Bunker was that was. Oh, that was that good too. Yeah. Yeah. That's seventies or sixties. In right? the summers, we would just watch Honeymooners, Isle of Lucy, Gilligan's Island, The Brady Bunch, The Monkees. They would all play them all back to back. It was fucking amazing. Nick at Night was that where you watched? No, that I was. This is before Nick at Night. Oh, well, that, that's right. That's when they went. Yeah, and then they would go there. You had Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, but this was just on like channel fifty or thirty two. Would play fucking reruns. Anyways, yeah. There's a there's an idea for comedies. Let us know, listener. You would appreciate the comedy tournament. I know Princess I Bride. Would. Princess Bride, yes, absolutely. That fucking movie made me laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> love. <laughs> my name is Indigo Montoya. Kill my father. Uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can find me right now at Really Rug Boy. There might be a change. I might be changing oh, my. Oh, yeah, uh, we got to work on that. My social media soon. Uh, all those links. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's the only places we are. YouTube. Links in the episode description. I did put in the link to Anthony's eBay shop in the last episode. <laughs> Later. I forgot. I'll put it in this one. And uh, there's, there's not a ton on there. Don't go in listen, there expecting the rarest of the rare. Listen, when there's less, it makes it more valuable. I don't know. Uh, eyeballs are eyeballs. <laughs> Click it. You never know. But you're fine. Uh, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We will peep you next time. I fucking loved it. I really don't give a shit. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. me too. This is going great. Jockin' nerd. You're still here? You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go! Go! Go home! It's over! Get out of here! Go home! Alright? Leave! Leave! I'm calling the cops! Get out of here! Get out! The ending of Ferris Wheel wasn't that long a thing, but uh, go! Go! Get the fuck out! Uh, He didn't say that either, but that's me. Ad-libbing. 
Okay, just go, 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 go.